0: <laughs> hey, pass the crackers, over here Oh, Champagne <laughs> G'day everyone, John O' here You've caught us on the hop in the green room at PRL Studios We're deciding which metaphorical Melbourne Storm-style banner to run through to commemorate our 50th show I'm here with Big Al G'day folks And we're about to go through the final nominations that we received from Around the Trap So let's do this thing, maybe go one at a time, Big Al What, what have you got? 50 Eps of Pillars Progressive, would 50 more be considered? excessive oh, yes I like that that's very good uh, I've got one I've never heard of this podcast in my life I just make the banners <laughs> I, love that that. I love that one I love
1: that one we came we saw we had a meaningful exchange of ideas with robust discussion and a clear respect for the opinions
0: of others <laughs> yes uh, I've got one here Jono, Big Al, The Slug, you guys are in serious need of a hug, but don't let us throw a spanner. Run through this here banner.
1: Yay, I like <laughs> that one. How about uh, Love of the Game? That is our drug. After 50 eps, we say thank you from Jono, Big
0: Al, and The Slug. Oh, yes, very nice. Uh, 50 shows. It's the stuff dreams are made of, if you dreamt of doing 50 shows of some podcast.
1: <laughs> Progressive Rugby League. We've just scratched the surface, but please let me keep going and give Mondays a purpose. Oh, yes,
0: nice. Uh, one more for me. We get it. You love Toulouse Olympic. <laughs>
1: That's a good one. All uh, right, this is my last one. We stand to bring together all sides of the game. We also like harmonizing, which is kind of the same.
0: <laughs> yes. Oh, actually, there is one more. The Gav Willsey from No Helmets Required sent us. You do know it's only you three listening.
1: Oh, geez, hot take. Yeah, well, hot
0: Take I mean, from the Gav man. <laughs> so, are you ready to run through? You stretch Yeah, let's your do limb? it. I've got a...
1: I've right. got, I've, I've, uh, wait, I've got a hammy. Hold on, hold on.
0: Okay. All right. I'm good, I'm good. All right, let's do this thing now. Progressive Rugby League. Greetings and welcome to the 50th episode of the Progressive Rugby League podcast. And in the proud tradition of milestone episodes, expect this to underwhelm and disappoint. No, of course (laughs) I'm kidding. We've got a sweet, sweet 50th episode coming up, including a very exciting announcement later in the show. And it is my utmost pleasure to have my friend and PRL Minister for Rugby League Enthusiasm with me today. G'day, Big Al!
1: Hey Jono, thank you so much for once again leading me into the PRL Studios. Uh, it's, I'm feeling pretty good how and did, I've got a great feeling about this week. How did you like that banner? I loved it. it 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 was probably a little bit um, I don't know what the fabric was But I, I think I'm developing a bit of a rash Just from like scraping against the sides But I was I was terrified of the old Sturlow yeah. You know I like, could run into it and can't push through But it was made with just enough give yeah. But I was also um, It was, uh, wasn't was structurally sound enough To prevent me from running through Yeah. So. I,
0: I was kind of hoping In a macabre sort of way That I'd get stuck in the banner like Sturlow As mm-hmm. the resident Yeah. Yeah. I was hoping I might get stuck But no Straight yeah. through for me shame, If, if
1: you have gotten stuck You could have gone viral yeah, that's true, yeah, if, yeah, only. if
0: only. Look, uh, 50th show, and what we've done in the previous, you know, 49, is we've started off with some reflections. So, what do you got for us? Well, I mean, it would be remiss of
1: us to not start with uh, commentary on Magic Round. We've yeah. just had the NRL's very first Magic Round, which is a rare case of the NRL taking, um, uh, you know, taking a play from Super League. So, mm. which this is obviously inspired by the, the Magic Weekend, which has been around for, what, seven years now, mm. I think, where... All games uh, are played, but all games of one round are played in the one venue in the one city. Um, Unfortunately, you know, I didn't get up to Brisbane to see it, but from what I could see on the TV and all the feedback I've had was that it was like a a huge success. So it was just like a festival um, and all the stuff you saw sitting around the game, like the stuff that was on that Channel 9 did, that Fox did, that Mm. all the other like media outlets did around the stuff outside of just the games themselves was was brilliant the crowd mm. seemed to love it you know 137,000 people um mm. i think in total attended the all the games at suncorp i think it's a great idea i i really like it and i um i think it's just a, a fantastic
0: initiative well the genius of this round is that none of these games are really marquee games they're just run of the mill games normally this, this was just round 9 i know yeah. but like there are no kind of marquee matchups there's no sort of massive derby or anything like that You know, I've never really salivated over, you know, Gold Coast and Cronulla, for instance, but put it in a magic round and all of a sudden, I'm interested. You know, Knights and Bulldogs, yeah, put it in a magic round, great. (laughs) South Cowboys, same thing. So that's the genius of it. You're really creating an event that attracts interest. It's really just repackaging um, what we're used to and just giving it a fresh new look Mm -hmm. and people warm to it and that's the main thing. And ultimately, the idea is obviously to package it up and, and... sell it off to the highest bidder to governments around the country and maybe other cities around the world. Yeah. And so you can make a bit of extra cash from yeah. it. It's genius.
1: What I, What I found really um, refreshing about it was it was a chance for people to openly express their love of the game, which yeah. I think, like, opportunities to do that are kind of rare, yeah. like, now that I think about it. But people could go... Like, there was footage of guys wearing, you know, like... North Sydney Bears jerseys yes. and like South Queensland Crushers jerseys and so many jerseys. just people like and a lot of international jerseys as well. But just mm. people that just wanted to be in and around the game and consume as much as they possibly could. Yeah. And yeah, opportunities to do that like publicly and collectively. Yeah. Are, are pretty rare, and I think that that's the biggest takeaway for me is that it just got everybody to sort of like embrace the community of rugby league supporters. Mm. It was yeah. it
0: was really cool. Are there any? Improvements that you think could be made to the the magic round? And it was a great success, but how do you think it could be improved in the future?
1: Yeah, I was thinking about that. I think what you'll see is as this thing, like this was, a, a I guess, a test vehicle at first and mm-hmm. everyone was quite, um, wanted to see how it went before people, I guess, jumped on board. So I think what you'll see is the next time this come around, comes around, you'll probably see a lot more um, brands trying to get involved with, yeah. like, you know, um, like a sponsorship of it or act like, you know, activations, kind of like the Australian oh, Open, yeah. like, yeah, where you've yeah. got lots of, yeah, lots of like brands, and, and like, maybe, and like yeah. maybe even marquees and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. But in terms of just improvements, I think the only thing that really stands out to me is. Um, condense it. So scrap the Thursday night game um, and push it into somewhere else. Other than yeah. that, like maybe have a real blockbuster open on the Friday night, and then mm. if you could push everything else into the Saturday and the Sunday, oh, okay. I think that would be pretty cool. Um, I'd be happy with two, three, yeah, and three. Every yeah, three I, days. I think, I mean, I just think that, that Thursday night really sort of stuck out as well, you know.
0: Yeah, I think actually, in, <laughs> apparently it was Channel Nine. They refused to let go of their high rating Thursday night slot. So hopefully they can come to the party. Do you think? Sure. Do you think it was
1: like so? All right, fine. You want to? You don't want to let go of your high rating Thursday night slot? Cool. Here's the Sharks and the Titans for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, enjoy not that. Wrong. <laughs> well, that was a pretty good game in the end, to be yeah. fair. Now I would say I would agree. Three days would be good also, maybe not put it over a Mother's Day weekend. Am I the only mama's boy who uh, ruled out going up because, you know, it was Mother's Day? (laughs) No,
1: you know what? I think actually the Mother's Day weekend might have come into consideration for planning for it. Like, um, wrap that in as as part of the weekend. So, um, you know... Get mum to the footy, right, um, okay. like my mum loves footy, so she would fly I, I, up to
0: the magic round. No, no, the... but
1: if it was if if she was in Brisbane and I okay. said, "Mum, I'm taking you," it's
0: right. so <laughs> <She I've> targeted <laughs> at Sydney blokes with Brisbane mums. Is that is that the target audience? Or no, I, thinking... I think
1: I think you're you're probably thinking more about people that are travelling. I think for the the Brisbane, oh, residents, the Brisbane like, residents, like there's yeah. a lot of people that still that actually live in Brisbane. Oh right, like, I don't know <laughs> if you know <laughs> about that. It's a pretty big place, yeah.
0: Cool, yeah, right, fair enough. Yeah, and what about the obviously it's a super league idea? Mm. I super like getting a cut of any revenues that the NRL are making. No, and I think the NRL has
1: carefully gotten around that by calling it Magic Round, not Magic Weekend. So um, I have that.
0: <laughs> and having it over yeah. more than half No, but week. Ser-
1: seriously, I think that's probably something that the Australian Rugby League public, we say this a lot anyway, need to acknowledge... That it this is a Super League initiative, mm. um, and because people think like it's this is the first in Australian professional sport, which it totally is. Yeah, but it's not a world first. I don't That's even think right. I don't even think the Super League are the first people in the world to do it. Like mm. they can't be. They're the first to call it magic, though. They were, they were. Um, but I think the more we can get the message out there that this is a, a Super League inspired initiative. Yeah, um, I just think it's you know, credit
0: where credit is due. I would like the NRL maybe to throw the Super League a bit of coin. there in need of it, obviously. Yeah. The RFL and, well, and Super it, League. Well, wouldn't it be
1: cool if we could get this thing big enough that. That both magic week the magic weekend and the magic round could converge in some neutral territory Stop it and have this this like orgy around around did, i didn't want to say it but like yes this this just like yeah all you can eat buffet of, of amazing and then you get the summer bash to come in as well oh, yes please. you just have oh, oh. please couldn't handle. do it uh, <laughs> pleasure <year>. overload <laughs> all right is that your reflection no, my actual oh, reflection fantastic. is uh, as part of Magic Round. Hmm. And you said that there was no real blockbuster games. I, I'd say the biggest, the biggest stand standout game for me would have been the Tigers and Panthers oh. in terms of antici- <laughs> just in terms of anticipation because okay. this was the return grudge match oh, yeah, right. of the Ivan Cleary, you know, uh, led Panthers against yeah. the, the the spurned
0: lovers that are the, the West Tigers. Oh yeah, well I, I see Tigers and Panthers, and I think blockbuster. <laughs> that
1: hurts. You know what? That
0: really hurts. <laughs> Go on. Uh, anyways, for those that didn't
1: watch game I don't know the result the tigers raced out to a, a 24-0 lead after about I, I honestly think it was they got five tries in the first 13 or 15 minutes it was yeah. unbelievable the basically the panthers weren't tackling and the tigers were scoring at will Every single... They had 100% completion right after half an hour or mm. something. Like, the Tigers were just... The Tigers are playing well, but the Panthers were playing terribly. Yeah. And you'd think, as a diehard Tigers fan, this would please me. Mm. But all it did was add to... Like, it was, again, an incredibly stressful experience for me. Yeah. Because... I mean, there's there's a couple of the, like wins and losses are, are, are funny things. There's um, there's the the stressful loss or the stressful win, and I, can, I guess I can handle both of them fine. Um, there's the you know the the absolute drubbing where you know you never after ten minutes you know right we're not here yep. we're just gonna get smacked, uh, and then there's the standard like oh we lost by ten points oh well whatever. The loss, and I can handle that. I'm, I'm, believe it or not, I'm actually quite a well-rounded individual. I am <laughs> you know. somewhat grounded. I know. I, maybe I don't come across as such. Yeah, got, got my family planted on the floor. I can handle all of those things. Like I might get, I might get very disappointed in the moment, but yeah. I don't. I don't carry on. I don't hold it with me. The ice cream headache. The yeah. ice cream headache. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Just press your tongue to the roof of your mouth. Eventually, it goes away in about ten seconds. That's the trick, by the way. In case you didn't. Okay. But the one loss, I don't think I can really recover from as well mm. is the humiliating comeback. Yes. So when you're the victim when you when you are the victim of what is a humiliating comeback loss by your part. So mm. where you lose the unlosable. Yeah. And the thing that really stuck with me with this game is there were 24 points up with like 68 minutes left to play and all I could (laughs) think was oh that's way too much time they're not going to be able to hang on to this lead forever like all that's going to do is inspire the Panthers to play like aggressive ruthless like hungry football and the Tigers are much better defensively I acknowledge that but they won't be able to hold it out and it's going to be another one like (laughs) or what I was really hoping was not going to happen and it didn't luckily was the Tigers get to like 24-0 and then kick a field goal like oh no the the, the metaphorical (laughs) like that's enough but luckily they didn't and luckily the Panthers obviously they they didn't seem hungry at all in fact they seemed like they were just off their food and like like they're sick in fact (laughs) um but it was it was stressful and i had you know i had people contacting me like all all well-meaning stuff like oh how good's this you know let let go tigers and i was basically like shut up all of you (laughs) don't talk to me because I, i can't handle this so i guess my reflection is there's no pleasing some people, and I guess I must be one of those people.
0: And I suppose, to be fair, I didn't help the situation. I sent you a text saying, oh, "Definitely, it's game over." Yeah. And look, I was toying with your emotions over the weekend as they scored five tries in the first 20 minutes, and I wasn't with you, but I knew, as you mentioned, of course, that this would send you into a mild panic, which it did. So to exactly, I was
1: already like I was teetering on the edge of, of like literally teetering on the edge of the couch. I, like I've got a, I've got friends that I watch football with, watch Tigers games with, and they make fun of me because. I, I,
0: I don't sit I like I squat I've seen like
1: it. on the with fits, fist clenched
0: it's nothing but stress. Yeah, it's something to behold. And look, to exacerbate the issue, I sent you a message saying that it was game over and the Tigers uh, had this sewn up, which of course is logical, but to you is the most cruel thing. It's as cruel as it And what gets. was my reply? Well, you responded, that message would be the reason the Tigers lose. Thanks a lot. <laughs> now, you thought I'd ruined it for you, and yes. the message would cause the Tigers to suffer an embarrassing loss. So I'm talking about superstition here. You've mm-hmm. got some sort of superstition, and of course that sounds ridiculous in the cold light of day, but we've all felt that at various times like i remember as a kid i used to go into the backyard and shoot a basketball at a makeshift hoop in the backyard you know and if it went in paramount would win that afternoon if not (laughs) if not they'd lose that's and of course you know can i that's adorable (laughs) and of course i'd miss and i'd subsequently move the metaphorical goalposts two out of three i'd say i'd miss again best of five I'd eventually get one in and reverse engineer it <laughs> so that the successful shot was the real shot. That was the one that counted. The rest right. practices. Now, um, Paro would go on to win some and lose some, lose a lot actually in the 90s when I was a kid. But the evidence that shooting a basketball into a Sydney suburban basketball hoop uh, had zero to do with my team's performance, that never stopped me from doing it again, <laughs> doing it again week after week. Uh, like, we are bizarre creatures, we're human beings. Why are we superstitious, Bigail? Is it to deal with the anxiety of the unknown? Is it to get some sort of semblance of control in, in an instance where it's uncontrollable? Is it to give us hope? Are we just silly? Is, <laughs> is it just um, a reflection of our vulnerability? What is it? I, I don't know. I think uh, you, you, one, of, one of the things you raised there,
1: it's, it's finding control in the uncontrollable. Yeah. And maybe seeking meaning in what is... You know, probably just a whole bunch of random weird stuff that's going on. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. And finding and meaning of that. I really like that point in that um, with, with superstitions, like, you know, using your basketball, mm. basketball in the driveway analogy, you know that in reality what your actions do has no bearing on the mm. result of the game. And then when you challenge that logic and you think, imagine if your ability to play basketball yep. had that kind of power. I know. Like, had the power to decide... Anything, if Parramatta was going to win or whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah, wouldn't you do something better with it? <laughs> like, wouldn't you do something? I mean, I I'm, you know, I love rugby league. I've heard, but I, even I will acknowledge there are more important things. Yeah, right. There are
0: more important things to well, achieve Well, the funny thing is, like, in the cold light of the Monday to Friday part of the week, I would go, "Gee, that was ridiculous how I acted on the weekend," and I won't do it again. And then come Saturday, I'm straight up the, the back with the basketball, <laughs> yeah. shooting it again. This is it. This is it. <laughs> Unbelievable. Look, I've got a, yeah. another reflection. It came from the sacking of David Ferner of mm. the Leeds Rhinos. Now, he was sacked from his head coaching role at Leeds, and we'll talk a bit more about that later. But it made me reflect on the nature of, well, humanity, <laughs> uh, rugby league, and communication. Now, I've always liked David Ferner personally, not that I've met him, but uh, he seems like a great guy, and importantly, his teams have always entertained me. Mm-hmm. That Terry campese led Raiders team of the naughties that was fun to watch. But one criticism I would have of him is that in his press conferences and interviews, he'd often revert to management speak, Mm. which I'm not a huge fan of. Now, people I don't want people to get uh, confused. People often conflate management speak with political correctness, but they're different things. Political correctness is really 99% of the time about taking people's feelings into account when using language, and I'm all for that. Management speak, on the other hand, it's a form of communication obfuscation Uh, It kind of takes the feeling out of language and communication, which is fine in, like, I don't know, corporate culture or certain instances. But, and I've said this before, rugby league is a game of and for humans. Uh, And I don't think there's a game in this world that displays raw humanity like rugby league does. And that's why we love it. The game itself, more than most, will be influenced by raw human effort. If you run harder and tackle harder than the opposition, you've got a great chance. Compare that to another game I love, cricket. You can dial up the effort as much as you want, but if the technical skills aren't there, I mean, it's such a technical game, you can forget about it. Also, more than most games, rugby league is played by real people with real flaws, uh, just like the rest of society. And yes, we bemoan it sometimes, but it's also part of its appeal. So I suppose my my main point is, in rugby league, more than most games, it's beneficial to always remember the art of human-to-human communication and that management speak is less likely to work here than in other sports, like, let's say... Rugby union and cricket. Uh, I'm not saying this is why David Ferner failed. By the way, I would have given him more time. But the rugby league coaches who have endured the longest don't bother with the management speak. Have you ever heard Wayne Bennett talk about KPIs? I haven't. No. Uh, he's just a bloke talking <laughs> to blokes. <laughs> so That's my reflection. Uh, do, I,
1: do you think that in the in the rhinos' change room, in his <laughs>
0: dressing shows, he's talking about KPIs? Wraps up and, there. Like, no, look. I, Really, I don't think that was the issue. I'm sure it wasn't, but I was just using that as a basis yep. of of my further reflection. That was I did notice that with David Furness Sometimes it didn't seem like he was talking to me as a human being. He was just like talking to me as a manager. Mm-hmm. And I think, like I say, rugby league is a, more than most. is a human game. You're like it's really all about raw effort. That's what it's all about. So. I like it. They're my reflections. Very
1: nice. Um, I want to add on a mini reflection. Yeah, please do.
0: So we spoke about
1: Magic Round, mm. and we spoke about the Tigers Panthers game. Yes. One thing that I took out of that game: uh, Have the Tigers adopted the Warriors breathing circle? Really? Did you see that? I didn't notice. No, I think they have. I saw one shot. I don't know if they did it after every try, but yeah. I did notice they did it after one try, and I oh, was wow. I was incredibly impressed. So well, there you yeah, go. There we go. Yeah, Your it breathing could be circle. The it's turning hard.
0: point for their season. <laughs> Fantastic. Well. It's a very exciting time on our 50th show to do a bit of... Let's get it on. In letter to write in form. Tell me what's on your mind. And I'll reply in kind. Let's get expressive. Let's get progressive. It's pure mailbag time. It's Pure Real Mailbag Time Alright, we started last week's show riffing on, as we do, snacks that sit before us as we prepare to hit record. Now, and last week, you were going on about Worcestershire sauce, if you remember.
1: (laughs) Oh, how could I forget?
0: It's a tang. It's a tang sauce. Well, Ian from Leeds, or Ian from East Leeds, he got in touch saying, enjoying the sauce chat. Uh, In the land of Sheffield Eagles... Uh, there is a better option than Worcestershire. He suggests Henderson's relish, known locally, according to Wikipedia, as Hendo's. Hindo's. Uh, it's a spicy and fruity condiment, similar in appearance to Worcestershire sauce, but which contains no anchovies.
1: But, but what <laughs> does Worcestershire sauce have anchovies? Yeah, that was news
0: to me too. I don't. And, like but Worcestershire
1: anchovies. sauce is, I mean, is is it a thin. It's thin like a soy sauce. The, the taste is completely different. But it's it's a. It, it's not like a relish. Well.
0: I'm no expert. And maybe there's, this is one of those things where you're questioning Ian and really No, def-
1: definitely stuff. not. Maybe this is one of those things where Worcestershire Australian Worcestershire sauce oh. is, is like completely different to what it yeah. actually is
0: in, like Peroni beer or something. Where it's well, no, in, I mean, like
1: um, I wish I had an example off the top of my head, but there's plenty of exa- of, of instances where one thing um,
0: exists. It's different in the home city. It's of just
1: called it, yeah. something else. It's it, like Worcestershire sauce has been incorrectly labelled Worcestershire oh. sauce in Australia. It's that. actually. Father's favourite sauce or something. I <laughs> okay. think that's a real sauce as well. Actually. Well, anyway, I, I
0: might try it. You know, see what it's like. It's spicy and fruity, apparently. And okay. no anchovies. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah,
1: that's good. I'm actually not into
0: anchovies, so that's a good thing. Okay, yeah. cool. Now, there was also a bit of discussion in PRL land on the Leeds coaching situation. James Oddy, author of True Professional, the Clive Sullivan story, which, <clears throat> excuse me, we featured on PRL Book Club earlier this year. He suggested uh, that Leeds fortunes were far from the fault of David Ferner, saying the club's recruitment and retention have been dire a group of outstanding players aged and retired at similar times but it didn't seem like there was much planning that went in for the future Ooh, fair point there was talk Sean Wayne from Wigan former Wigan coach might be in the running for the job which sent shudders through some Leeds fans due to his structured read boring style of play as Ian reminded us Wigan were the front runners for least progressive rugby league side in Super League due to among other things their boring style of play which Wayne was the architect of Ian, who's uh, consider our Leeds Rhinos expert, uh, said, on balance, I'd go for Richard Marshall, who has just surprisingly been released by Halifax. Mm. Uh, could work well with Kevin Sinfield to implement a longer-term whole-of-club vision. Also, you mentioned Danny Ward, London Broncos coach, who has done such a great job. Could also be an option, then. and as Ian says, he's an ex-Leeds forward. Can you imagine? Yeah.
1: I'd, I'd really like to know what the Leeds fans true attitude is towards Kevin Sinfield
0: because I, I get a lot of mixed messages coming through well the more you think about it the more you start to think he doesn't really know what he's doing <laughs> 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 I don't know That's just the, the sense uh, I get the thing is and it fools people sometimes he looks pretty smart <laughs> like that <fools, laughs> he's got like big thick glasses no, no, <laughs> he's, he's got that sort of like you know discerning earnest look mm-hmm. about him um, but look It might be a genius stroke, but let me tell you, we'll get to the Bradford game shortly. I just don't think they would have lost that game with David Furness still there. There was a lot of disruption during the week, but anyway, we'll talk about that shortly. Uh, During the week, I also threw out the idea that wouldn't it be brilliant to see Toulouse Olympique versus Toronto Wolfpack as the curtain raiser to Catalan versus Wigan at the New Camp as a celebration of International Club Rugby League. Gavin from Sydney he suggested clubs in Spain could also be used in curtain races, uh, which would be a great idea, I think. And he also added, when Catalan wins Super League, they could play the World Club Challenge there. Oh, yes, please. You know what
1: I like most about that? What? It's the use of the word when,
0: not <laughs> That's if. That's right. It when. will happen. <laughs> um, Hutch, a listener from Sydney, also got in touch on the stressful life of being a Tigers supporter, which you discussed oh. earlier. Uh, it's not really mailbag, but this is for you, Big Al. As a lifelong Tigers fan... I'm not comfortable until 10 minutes after the siren. <laughs> even even then I have to recheck to make sure they've actually worked. well done
1: Hutch that is brilliant yes
0: now oh, Gav Willisie from No Helmets he also said sent us a, a quite a cool tweet he sent us a couple of photos of himself uh, in a Toulouse Olympique jersey milking a goat this is quite <laughs> funny and he says yes that's me milking a goat in a Toulouse Olympic t-shirt and tasting its product As he's, in one photo he's milking a goat and the other photo he's drinking the milk from the goat mm-hmm. and he says take that progressive rope you it's like yeah. We could add, Gavin, to that rugby league hipster-off that you and Phil Brown from Mascot brand well, I
1: think having. I honestly think, like, r- the, the merch aside, wearing the merch whilst milking a goat, yes. that's probably... That, that, that'd be quite up Clubhouse there. Clubhouse league. Like, I, is that, if, we need, if we're going to introduce actions yes. into the the, hip, the rugby league hipster-off, I'm going to have to come up with something pretty good.
0: Something absolutely... It has to be absolutely random. Like, milking a goat um, or, I don't know, changing a tyre or...
1: It would be something like, I don't know, raising... Organic cotton or something like that. <laughs> yes, let's,
0: let's go with that. So that's the mailbag for this week. And look, you can get in touch with us on the mailbag uh, via things like Twitter, things like Facebook, Instagram, or progressiveRL at outlook.com. Okay, after Twitter becomes the French Canadian Rugby League update, and I was talking on Friday night, I was out seeing a band with a friend who said, uh, look, loving the... French Canadian Rugby League theme song, but I don't understand the words. Oh, yeah, uh, maybe yeah, we're not clear fair enough. enough. Fair enough. So the words are are thus: uh, Slug McGill and me, we like what we see when it comes to French Canadian rugby, rugby thirteen. And look, like I said last week, we've got a couple of spare T-shirts, a couple of offcuts. We've got a few. I'm a progressive rugby league friend of the show T-shirts, and there's only been five made. There's three for each of us my sister has one <laughs> and there's one spare and I think as it's our 50th show maybe we could have some sort of competition where if someone wants to record a version of the French Canadian Rugby League theme song send it in and you've got a t-shirt we've only got well, a so large like... so if you can fit into <laughs> yeah. a large and you want to record a, a version of the French Canadian Rugby League theme and
1: this song. is the, the best version as judged by us
0: Yes, that's right. Assuming we get more than one entry. <laughs> yeah, I was assuming so. we'd only get one. But yes, uh So should we go should
1: we go over the words once more?
0: Yes, it's Slugby Gal and me, we like what we see. When it comes to French Canadian, rugby thirteen. 13. Or thirteens, I'm not sure which one it is. But anyway, let's sing it. Are we ready? We're ready. Okay. <laughs> Slugby gal and me, we like what we see when it comes to French Canadian. Rugby thirteens Extra points for falsettos. As always. Of course. what have you got for us? French Canadian Rugby League update. Right, so on the international
1: scene, uh, we had all leagues pausing, of course, for round six of the Challenge Cup. So what that means for the international update is that the usual PRL international babies basically take a weekend off. So three out of the four. Mm. London, because they've already been eliminated from the Challenge Cup, unfortunately. Unfortunately. uh, To lose in the Wolfpack, as they're not in the Challenge Cup, as we've reported on previously. But that does leave us with Catalan. So Catalan, who have entered the Challenge Cup, as the other Super League clubs have, mm. with a 62-6 to 6 drubbing of poor old Doncaster. Mm. Um, which so, is, I mean,
0: not a bad result from Doncaster. No, and there's Two a... divisions if,
1: below. Exactly. So, like, if, if the Doncaster folk, folk should take a lot out of this game, because, I mean, this, this is a Super League team against a, a League One team. Mm. Um, the Dragons were expected to win and expected to win easily. That's right. Um, but, I mean, Doncaster <laughs> were level 6 all at one point and went into halftime 18-6, which is... Go. Like, that's a pretty good result. And then, like, considering just the, the disparity in, 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 you know, talent and resource, yeah, got exactly. a professional team against a semi-professional team, um, I think that, that's uh, – we should definitely call that out. Um, and then, of course, in the second half, the Dragons piled on 44 unanswered points in a, uh, a beat-the-clock scenario to mm. win the game. But because the tries were so free-flowing in the second half, there are of course, some slick ones. Mm. Um, so the Dragons are pulling out a couple of flick passes towards the end. Oh. And I'm going to call this one a lighthearted romp because, <laughs> and I, I'm highlighting that because sometimes when a team, when a team just has it all over another team, the winning team can get some like somewhat kind of nasty, I yeah, think, yeah. like really in your face. But the, 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 I didn't see any of that in, in what I saw. Oh, that's good, in the So it was, uh, it just seemed to be, yeah, a lighthearted romp. Oh, <laughs> so well, well, well done to the Dragons.
0: And they move on to play Hull in the, in the next game, so that'll yeah, be so that should be
1: really interesting. So I figured because we've got such little. International PRL baby mm. action. We might stick around and play in the yeah. challenge playing the challenge cup for a while. Great idea. So I do have some juice news because juice news is news that you can use. So my Jewsbury boys have been eliminated from the Challenge Cup going down to Halifax thirty four um. to six. So I've I've written here in my notes, insert joke about halifaction.
0: Uh, yeah. Would you like to have a go? um it was Halifaction to the Mection
1: uh. oh I will stick with that one <laughs> okay. um so there was uh, some uh, an 11 minute sin binning for the Rams in this one from a professional foul following a Halifax 40-20 wow. now I'm I mean I've said I'm a Jews man I'm a Jewsbury fella because yeah. I don't know why I just I'm drawn to them you thought but, the name was quaint but after seeing the way that Halifax played I'm really into Halifax as yeah. well they're a really they've got a real progressive Toulouse Olympique ish mm. style to them that I really liked um uh, so uh, the, well, one thing I really wanted to call out, there was a loose ball from uh, uh, the, the Rams gave up a loose ball on the 30s, which gave Halifax possession on a zero tackle. You know what they did? What they put in a grabber on the 30. Yeah. So like, yeah, stuff like that. I really, really liked what That's I what saw. I want to see. Um, unfortunately, that is the end of the of the, of the Rams uh, in the Challenge Cup. But I'm now all on Halifax for the, for the Challenge Cup. They're my Challenge Cup team.
0: And Halifax move on to play another championship team, Bradford, who. What happened yeah, to Bradford? Yeah. So on the of
1: course, so we've got the Bradford Bulls coming up against the Leeds Rhinos. So this is this was when they were Super League teams, yeah. like a classic derby, derby, Dummy. derby. <laughs> I'm also nervous about that word now. A classic game, yeah. a, a classic uh, matchup, a classic matchup. Yeah, and it was for those that don't know, I'm sure everybody does. Bradford beat Leeds uh, in a really close 24 to 22 game. Um, but like I watched this one back, you could see the in the level of I'm going to say intensity enthusiasm in the Bradford team yeah. was out of this world they, when they were down when they were like they didn't get into the lead um, until well into the match every single tried they scored yeah. they were jumping for joy and they were so happy they were smiling they yeah. were congratulating everybody they were just like this this game brought such enthusiasm
0: um to the Bradford
1: team it was it was fantastic fantastic and to watch
0: it was echoed in the stands as well so they had a 10, 10 plus crowd at Odsell because it's really a big moment for Bradford who'd been in the wars for the last five plus years you know they've been to liquidation administration a couple couple of times times. (laughs) that's right and we're down league one they were promoted last year to the championship so it's really the first big game really big game they've had in a few years and look the occasion, they rose to the occasion yeah. and they pulled off a miraculous win against a Super League team. Not only a Super League team, but their biggest rival. Yeah, so
1: I mean, it says a lot for where, where Leeds are at the moment. So I wanted to uh, spend a little bit of time, even am mm. that at the top of the show, just sort of going over, sort of rucking, mucking through the, I don't want to say like the, the wreckage of what is Leeds at the moment, mm. but just sort of maybe a bit of an examination. Sure. So... They are. We, we could say they're former Super League powerhouse. I mean, yeah. they won the competition, what, two, th- 2017, I think.
0: Yeah, something they like won. that. Yeah,
1: so they've got... So, I mean, they've had recent success. Yes. Uh, they got, they've got. they got some pretty big uh, NRL recruits. So,
0: the Trent Merrin, Conrad Hurrell. They've got oh, two here. And they've
1: got Tui here as well. Yeah.
0: Um, I mean, let me just quickly on Tui two, yeah. two Lola here. Big signing? Really? Come on. Yeah.
1: Oh, well, I think he's a he's a pretty decent player. Yeah,
0: but he's not in the league of. I oh, like Harrell he's he's no he's no Cameron Smith, but he's look, look he's a half decent bench bench reserve. <laughs> Ouch! that bench is reserve, He, he was the Tigers' marquee signing in 2016. <laughs> I'll have you. <laughs> well, and they found out, like Leeds have found out, that he can while he can. Pass, kick, and run. Mm. He can't do them that well. I mean, <laughs> he He, he okay. can't do he's, them sequentially. He's, he's okay. I'm just saying. I'm not. <laughs> not, right, not bagging the ball. Okay. okay that fine.
1: Good. So they've famously sacked uh, Dave Ferner six months into his three-year deal, which mm. is, I mean, that's a pretty raw deal. It's a bit like, harsh. What did that? What do they expect from him? Um, they're currently sitting third last. They basically have to rely on on Hull KR and the London Broncos to not do anything, like to continue mm. not playing very well, to be any chance of avoiding relegation. Um, but you know, like in 2017, yeah, they won the Super League title, and all, and then in 2018, were battling for relegation in the um, right. in the middle eights. What's what's going on? Like, what happened? I mean, we you mentioned they've had a, a recent personnel change.
0: Yeah, look, I think they had the golden generation, like they said, so plenty of success. They've won, I think, eight Super League titles. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they haven't really planned for the transition very well.
1: They haven't planned for the transition very well. So I understand that in that fine, they may not have got their recruitment and retention correct, mm. but surely Dave Ferner, like they've managed the expectations of their mm. fans as saying, "Hey, the Golden Generations just left. Like this, it's going to take one and a half seasons to or two yeah. years to get us back up to where that's we why were." Like,
0: a, that's why. it's a strange decision for mine. because yeah. for me, yes, Leeds started terribly this year, but I felt like they'd already bottomed out and we're we're on the way off rock bottom because they they were horrible at times, but they were now like rock bottom light. They were they were playing okay and winning a couple of games. So it was a strange decision, strange timing of the decision because I felt like they were starting to improve. Do you think maybe
1: Furness said, of Sinfield, mm. it's either him or me? Oh, because yeah. maybe, I mean, I don't know anything maybe. about what what, Kevin, what what Sinfield's like as an administrator other than other than he doesn't, what, what did we say before? He doesn't really seem to know what he's doing. <laughs> um, but maybe he's meddling. Maybe that's it. Maybe he's, he's just be. desperate to hold on to power.
0: Um, and Furness said, well, there's a lot of pressure on Kevin Sinfield as well. He came in last year as, you know, theoretically the saviour. And um, nothing's changed really in terms of the results on the field. They're still struggling, still playing pretty poorly. So, look, I, I do feel for Dave Fern. I think uh, he could have turned the ship around. You know, the, no chance really of making the top five. But, you know, you can't make the top five every year. You've got to see improvement. And I feel like they are starting to improve. Mm. So, strange one. Look, um, it's been an yeah, amazing Challenge Cup Round really, and it just reminds us of the magic of the Challenge Cup. Something we don't get here in NRL. We'll never ever see uh, an NRL first grade team play against and potentially lose to a lower grade team. It just yeah. doesn't happen. Yeah. So it's really romantic for me and for us to see what the Challenge Cup can provide. So, weekends like this, it was really, really touching almost to, yeah. to see it. And you know, we can talk about the, the round quarterfinals coming out. We've got Hulse at FC versus Catalan. Bradford versus Halifax, so there's going to be a championship team in the semi-finals, which is very exciting. Tim Sheens men, been Hull KR versus Warrington and St Helens. When Wakefield.
1: when is the next round? What are the dates?
0: Oh, I'm not sure. God, in a would, few weeks. Ah, oh,
1: damn it! So it's not in July. No, no, no uh, I think that, the
0: semi-finals are in July when we're there. So you never know.
1: Let's see if I can grab a game because I like just watching it back. Like it, Challenge Cup's not widely covered. Well, uh, So it's, you've got to sort of grab the tidbits when you can. In Australia. From,
0: from, yeah, in Australia,
1: sorry, from what I saw.
0: Because it's widely co- the thing is, it's widely covered in the UK, so it's mm-hmm. on BBC One, and there were over a million people tuning in to the game on Saturday. I'm not sure what the, the viewing figures were for, on Sunday, but that is the time when it's on free-to-air terrestrial television yeah. in the UK. So it's the time when people, casual fans, go, oh, what's this rugby league? Oh, and luckily, it was not only a great game, but a, a great moment, a great Challenge Cup defining moment. And the coach of uh, the coach of Bradford, John Kerr, John Kier, maybe uh, he was the the coach in nineteen ninety eight when Sheffield Eagles won the Challenge Cup from the lower division, beating Wigan in the final. So these are the he's kind of the Challenge Cup genius, unbelievable. <laughs> Love it. Look what elsewhere, elsewhere in the world of international club rugby league, you might be interested to know that I've you know Toronto and Toulouse weren't playing this weekend. They weren't. And I normally watch um, them on my toilet because of the configuration of, of my house and it's hard to turn on the lights and mm-hmm. I don't want to wake my girlfriend up. So I normally watch those games on the toilet. And the good news is I cleaned my toilet this week. So, you know, next week when they're back, the summer bash, we've got the summer bash coming <laughs> That's up. That's true, we do. We've got the it's, summer bash over there It's going to be spick and span. It's going to be beautiful in there, so I can't wait for that. In the Women's Super League on the weekend, Leeds, they came back and had a good victory over Wigan, 12-4. Excellent. Big one. Castleford, the big guns. So Castleford, they're the... Yeah, yeah they're going really well. They, they beat St. Helens, another big gun, 30-14. to 14. Feather- Castleford don't know how to have a low-scoring game, do they? Oh, pretty they are they they just attacking they're to, weapons. They're now to score a point or two. Featherston, 40-8 to eight over Wakefield, and Bradford, 40-4 to four over our York City Knights. So, mm. struggle streak for our York City Knights. But look, I reckon they'll be able to, to jag a win by the end of the season, hopefully. Now, also, during the week, I heard that Toronto Wolfpack, I mean... They are the masters when it comes to marketing. And all of a sudden, I see on my feed this morning, Toronto Wolfpack have released a cannabinoid uh, cream, a cannabinoid cream that is meant to help with your bumps and bruises. And this is a Wolfpack Cannabinoid cream that they're selling and is.
1: (laughs) I mean, will I be able to import that? Is that? I'll I'll have to check it out. But if 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 I'm legally allowed to have that in this country, I must have some. And that is. That's like. I mean, I've already got my. Like, this beats the West Tigers cologne I bought from Chemist warehouse. <laughs> this is like This is going to improve your this. life. I've got to have this stuff.
0: Jeez, is there anything they can't do, those guys? Yeah. But, um, look, what else you got for us in the French-Canadian Rugby League update?
1: So, staying with the Wolfpack, so, seeing as on the the 18th of May, they're going to be at the Summer Bash in Blackpool. At Lamport Stadium, they'll be holding the World Cup. Well, World Cup, but the America's Nines competition. So, that features Canada, USA, Jamaica, and the Latin Heat. Yes. So, we've spoken about the Latin Heat before but these are Australian based uh, players of Latino heritage mm. um, so unfortunately we, again we can't be there it will be at Lamport Stadium let's hope it doesn't rain yeah that's
0: fine <laughs> I wonder what um, what do you think happens when the, the Latino heat the Latin heat they play the national anthem like they're lining up and they play the American national anthem or the Canadian national anthem um, what do they play for Latin heat is it jailer? Lo? Um, uh, yeah, or like um,
1: you know, Despacito, or something like that. Probably <laughs> <Is it America? laughs> Um So anyway, but that'll be that'd, that's a, that's a really great initiative, and um, I mean, it, it's big travel for all those teams. Mm, um, I mean, Canada and USA not so much, but the Jamaican team and the Latin Heat team. Like, yeah. it's a huge commute. Australia to, <laughs> Australia to <laughs> yeah, Toronto. That's exactly pretty pretty right. bloody far. Um, What else we got? So last week, on Sunday last week, uh, the Ghana Rugby League Championship kicked off. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So four clubs, um, all based in the capital of Accra, the Panthers, Pirates, Bulls and Scholars.
0: Ah, very good. So
1: we've got the Panthers defeating the Pirates 34-22 and the Bulls defeating the Scholars 38-18. So uh, the idea about this comp is that hopefully these players will funnel up into the Ghana national team, taking part in the Middle East Africa Championships later on this year staying in uh the middle east region we've got the lebanese rugby league federation have appointed a new ceo as well so naif Abi said uh so i think that's good i know the lebanese like rugby league in lebanon is is in a growth phase which is really exciting yep. so uh let's hope this fella um you know can can get the game even bigger than it is already
0: yeah fingers crossed now yep. before we finish off there's a couple of things i want to talk about in the french canadian world we've obviously got Catalan versus Wigan coming up this Mm. week you know give me a crowd prediction let's let's predict the crowd I don't care about the result. we've got a capacity of what 80,000 something like that Uh, I'm going to give a crowd of 42,000 okay I'm going to go 44,191 so let's see let's see what happens uh, next weekend also there's a World Cup qualifier as part of the double header at London Scholar's Ground this weekend Greece versus Norway so that should be very interesting as well but perhaps most excitingly we have an announcement to make now a lot of listeners may not have started listening to our show till roughly about July or August uh, last year. Now, we're a pretty niche program, uh, but before then, we were nicher than niche, let's just say. <laughs> and we did a book club uh, on The Forbidden Game by Mike Rylance. Now, it's one of our favorite books. and oh, What a tale. Yeah, exactly right. What a right. tale. And we decided to do a book club because we loved it so much. And um, it got a really good reaction. and We noticed that people started listening to us uh, in even bigger numbers. Um, So in exciting news, we've been in touch with the great Mike Rylance during the week. And you may or may not know this, listeners, but he's released a book over the last six or so months called The Struggle and the Daring, which is effectively a sequel to the Forbidden Game. So this is like the history of French Rugby League from the Second World War all the way to the present. We've been in touch with Mike Rylance and he has agreed to be part of an upcoming book club with us um, over the next couple of months. Whenever we read the book and whenever we get a chance to get in touch with him and and chat to him. So, look, we may be able to do it when we're overseas and we may be able to align align the stars. If not, we'll do it over the phone. But in exciting news, uh, we're very that to say that Mike has agreed to be part of our next PR book club on the struggle and the daring and if we can do that
1: book club while milking a goat that would (laughs) would be be
0: (laughs) the ultimate and I must admit I was a bit nervous um, getting in touch with him because uh, I was trying to tell him what we're about and give him the context. and I thought, oh, should I send him a link to the show? And I thought, I, I better just to yeah. let him know. I said, well, here's what we did. It was a bit rusty as a first go. It wasn't that good. And then he was very kind and said, you know, he really enjoyed it. Well, so. that's
1: very good for a first try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly
0: right. It was our first try. It definitely was. Uh, so, that's exciting news. Looking forward to that. So, you better get reading, Big Al. We're, we're about to uh, no, delve in. I can't wait.
1: I do think he, he might have had more success if he'd called it The Forbidden
0: Game 2. Oh, The Forbidden <laughs> Game 2, The Struggle and The Daring. Well, can't wait. Can't wait. Now, okay. Anything else for the French Canadian Rugby League update? Uh,
1: no, that's it.
0: Fantastic. Well, There's a chapter on that one. Well, why don't we finish off our 50th episode, our Milestone episode, with some prog moms
1: prog moms alright I'll kick this off so the Physical Disability Rugby League in England or the PDRL as it's uh, fondly known kicked off on Sunday so again this is spearheaded by Adam Hills who is a passionate rugby league he fan is. and he's one that I at least in Australia he's, he's a fan that the game doesn't recognise and promote mm. often like if my mum like my mum's a fan anyway but mm. like my mum also loves Adam Hills because yeah. I think everybody's mum loves Adam Hills Lovely man. He's, a, he's a really nice guy yeah. and if you said he's a massive rugby league fan and he's sort of um, spearheaded this this um, this PDRL um, in England um, where he's captaining his team mm. uh, they'd be very very impressed so a yeah. um, world club challenge to boot yeah, exactly world uh, club challenge uh, and champion. so just to highlight his passion for the game and for this league is created. Um, on the, d- the day uh, that he's playing, he also has to go and uh, uh, be, he's a nominee uh, for a BAFTA. Oh. So he's going to catch the train back down to London uh, right? and get changed in his tucks in the in the porterloo uh, oh. of the second class carriage. So well done. What a go. Congratulations.
0: Yes, yeah, so I think there are six teams in the P D R L which kicked off on Sunday. Warrington, Wakefield, uh, Castleford, St. Helens, and Wigan. And uh, Warrington, of course, uh are the defending champions and the world club champions as well. Very exciting. My progmong is news during the week that there are going to be two full-time female refs at the NRL, uh, Casey Badger and Belinda Sleeman, which is great news. So uh, they're progressing very well in the refereeing ranks and have been around the traps for a number of years now. Mm-hmm. So it's great to see uh, women referees not only you know manning the sidelines, but now hopefully... Might, they might become actual referees in the in the first grade as well sooner or later they're, yeah. they're full-time and it's great to see
1: i think that's fantastic news it's yeah it's one step closer to having a, a female referee control a game yeah um i mean we've got female touch judges um they're commonplace now yeah but yeah i think it's it's one step closer we're almost there it's gonna yeah. happen
0: and look there's absolutely no reason why females couldn't be fantastic referees let's laid that down. That's absolutely the case. So can't wait to see it happen. It should happen sooner rather than later. Hmm. Okay, that's fifty. Well done. All right, we're done. Should we do another fifty at some point? Please. Let's go. Fantastic. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's been an absolute pleasure. Slug. this is for you. We love you. <laughs> you. Sending you soft tender <laughs> kisses through the airwaves, Sluggers. Yes, let's not forget the like, Slug, uh, who has been a massive part of these 50 shows. So we will be back next week, and slug will be back in spirit as usual. But until then, it's a see ya. See ya, folks. In
1: rugby league, we trust.
0: Bada boom, bada bean.